over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. That's right, it is full spoiler recaps where we're binging a new season of a show every week and chatting about it on here in full spoilery detail in just one podcast. I'm Jess Sterling. Today we are discussing Netflix's miniseries, A Nearly Normal Family, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Grace Leader. Grace, how are you? I'm good. I'm here for a nearly normal podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know that I can be involved in anything resembling a normal podcast. <laughs> well, me neither. I don't think so. <laughs> this yeah. should be interesting. Uh, of course, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. PosherRecaps.com slash full spoiler recaps. If you want to see everything Posher Recaps is covering, go to PosherRecaps.com slash subscribe. We have a lot of great podcasts coming out. I also, at the very top of the podcast, want to put out a content warning because this is a really heavy and dark show. Uh, so if you're someone who just listens to the podcast and doesn't follow along with the shows, first of all, thank you so much. That's so kind. Uh, second of all, just got to warn you, there's a lot of heavy stuff. So uh, it, we're going to discuss topics of sexual assault uh, in relation to depictions in this series. If you need to speak with someone regarding sexual assault, contact 800-656-HOPE. Uh, and that is rain and that's in the United States or one 797 in Canada. Um, and of course we'll also have that listed in the show notes, but I just wanted to hit it up top because we're going to get into some really heavy stuff here. Uh, and if you want to check out the show, go check it out on Netflix. Um, of course you can watch with the English dubbing or you could do like I do. I love to just read the subtitles and let, let them talk. I know Grace, you're a big proponent of this for one of, I think maybe your favorite show dark. I mean, I think it's my favorite scripted TV show, Dark, okay. yeah, which is in German. Although I, I think I got some flack as I was saying that, like, I don't know, if you watch that show with the English dubbing, and that's the only way you're ever going to watch that show, then then you've watched Dark. Still watch, watch it. it, yeah, yeah, just watch it, yeah, yeah. So. But a nearly normal family is, uh, is it takes place in Sweden, and so they're speaking in Swedish. But I, I just, I like listening. Did you have to the dubbing on, and then it, and then it, and then you had to be like, oh wait, because I, th- I initially I was like, oh, I thought this was a Swedish show. Same, <laughs> same. And it. then I realized that uh, the words they were saying were not matching not, up with their mouths. Yes, 100%. and I was like, this is not right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So this show, uh, is a six part mini series. Mm-hmm. It is like, uh, really, <laughs> really difficult and dark and very sad. Um, so maybe we should, should we, you want to hit the quick plot recap, Grace, sure. and kind of set us up and then we'll, we'll chat through everything. Sure. So uh, obviously the show centers around a nearly normal family of, uh, Ulrika, uh, Adam and their daughter, Stella, uh, Ulrika being a, a lawyer and a professor and Adam being uh, a local priest. Um, their lives sort of get turned, uh, upside down, although we start with a trip to summer camp for Stella, where there's an incident where, although she seems to initiate a uh, romantic interest in, uh, in this one, uh, boy, ultimately when he decides that, um, he, well, he, when he wants to have sexual intercourse with her, she is not, uh, interested, tries to tell him, no, she does say stop and, and no, um, no, yeah, but he proceeds, um, anyway, she does tell her parents. Um, and while Adam, the father seems, uh, a little bit more interested in maybe pursuing legal action, Arika, the mother knows that there's probably not enough evidence, uh, to ever uh, be able to convict this individual. And so, uh, ultimately says it's not worth going to the police, uh, uh, about. Um, so, 
that sets up then uh, this relationship that Stella has with Christopher Olsen, who she meets one night. And um, we very quickly in the first episode learn that Christopher has been murdered and that Stella has been arrested for uh, his murder. And then we sort of play with um, that happening while Stella is in is in prison awaiting the trial uh, for the murder to happen. While Ulrika tries to cover up the murder attempt um, and Adam sort of struggles with um, the fact that um, that his daughter could have done this um, and the public perception that happens um, all while we get flashbacks of what actually happened over the course of the six episodes which will ultimately learn that Christopher uh, has been in relationships before where he has uh, drugged women his ex-girlfriend tried to report it but nothing uh, ever came of it and ultimately after a night uh, uh, where there's some tension growing between Stella and Christopher, where she seems less interested in him, um, he ends up meeting her best friend, Almina, out for a night out, drugs her, brings her back, um, and ultimately um, Stella comes over, um, saves, uh, uh, tries to rescue Almina, and she ends up killing Christopher. Um, she is ultimately acquitted at the trial when evidence of um, uh, Christopher having sexually assaulted Almina uh, is is presented for the first time at the trial, and the court ultimately rules that there's not enough evidence uh, to convict Stella, and she is freed. And that's basically what happens on a nearly normal family. Yeah, it is, uh, in my opinion, probably the darkest uh, show we've watched on full spoiler recaps to date because of obviously the topic of sexual assault, but also the fact that this this poor girl, Stella, not only experiences it when she's 15 or 14 or 15, I think she is in, mm -hmm. the, in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, but then four years later when she's turning 19 is again confronted with this. I met this guy. He seems very nice. Yes, he's a little on the older side, right? She's 19. I think he's 32. Yeah. Um, he mm -hmm. seems very nice, though. He's 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 saying all the sweet things I want to hear. He always responds to me. He wants to see me. Um, but his ex is saying some pretty bad things about him and what is actually true about what she's saying, you know? Um, it's really awful. And I think it's so interesting to get this as like from the viewpoints of not just Stella, but also her, her mother and father and how they're kind of coping and dealing with all of this. This is actually, I probably should have said at the beginning, this is based on a, a book yeah. uh, by M.T. Ed Edvardson. I'm so sorry if I butchered that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a crime thriller also called A Nearly Normal Family. And in the book, it actually is broken up a little bit more like um, like a house of uh, fire and ice or whatever, where it's like different perspectives. Right. So you get you get Ulrika's perspective, you get Adam's perspective, you get Stella's perspective. So I think that's really interesting. I can I can kind of see threads of that in the show and the way they did it. Um, but yeah, it's gosh, Grace, like it it really hit me so hard that that was the first thing we see is like this assault happening to Stella, mm -hmm. and then immediately she's confronted with questions from her mom. And I'm not like trying to vilify her mom by any means, but like they're very pointed and uh, asked in a very like cold manner of when she's just gone through such a traumatic experience of like, what did you say? What did you actually say? Did you say no? Did you hit him? Did you push him? Did you do, you know what I mean? Like you have to imagine Stella's thinking, I didn't do that. I guess I should have. And now I, you know, is this my fault basically? Yeah. So I think that like that scene then gets sort of mirrored or reflected back in one of the scenes where Stella is talking with like the, the, 
psychiatrist, the psychologist who is uh, yes. uh, employed. Um, and they're talking about that moment and the fact that she didn't press charges and she's saying like, no, like, um, you know, and I think Stella in fact says it was not my mother or father's fault that I got assaulted. And you're like, yeah, that's right. And you think she's going to say it's the guy who did it's fault. And she says, no, it's my fault. Um, and then I do think the psychologist does a good job of saying like, no, actually there's lots of reasons why. Um, because there's this moment where it's almost like Ulrika is good with everything that like like with the way Stella behaved up until the point that like it actually happened and then it's like we it's like I don't think it's quite that but it's like as soon as it basically happens and there's no and and, and Arika's a lawyer right so, so she's looking at it from her perspective of I know this I know this is my like this is what I do I know yeah. that this probably we probably don't have enough to convict this guy no like you know, marks on him that she tried to like push or fight. And, yeah. and which I think is like a key piece of evidence. There's another movie that I had watched um, at the Toronto National Film Festival this year that I think does a really good job of um, these type of moments where it turns from there. it The moment turns from being intimate to being something that the woman does not want to participate in, which is, a really common thing and a thing why I think there is this, this, this push on um, trying to make sure that like, you know, men in particular understand consent and, but now trying to be really nuanced in that, in that like more nuanced than it has been in this, in terms of like a woman can say, can have said yes, but then can say no. Um, yeah, like a woman a, can change her mind. There's a really good, uh, highly recommend the show Sex Education. Uh, we covered the final season here on Post Show Recaps. And something I really appreciate is the way they deal with sex and consent on that show and how important it is. And kind of, it's a, it's a show that involves a lot of teenagers. And so like kind of getting that in in their sex education of like, it's not about did they say no it's is there enthusiastic consent right. you know like right. you look for body language signs look for signals of is someone comfortable do they actually want to do this you know it's not about if they said no it's about them saying actively saying yes and saying like you're saying grace saying yes at multiple points during the situation they could have said yes at the beginning and then completely changed their mind yeah and it's really awful. Like, obviously, this takes place in Sweden, in, in Lund, Sweden. Uh, neither of us live there. I don't, I'm not familiar with how the laws work and how the court system works. Obviously, we see here there wasn't a jury. It was like just the the judges or you know, whoever they were at the a front. Panel, something yeah, like that. Yeah, some kind yeah. of a panel um that that went back. And and the other thing, Greece, that I think is very different, and maybe this was again my my America brain like watching a show that takes place in Sweden is uh Ulrika she does she specifically withholds information from the court system obviously she covers up evidence right she she burns the clothes she intelligently like this was so smart Not the first show we've watched this year just earlier yes! people try to burn clothes in a uh and a wallet you know and a, a wallet and a not the first show i've ever seen where they're like hey you know what's a good place to hide things nursing homes nursing uh home, looking yeah. at you sopranos uh yeah where they where she takes the knife and she just uh pretends that it is her father's who's in a nursing home and cleans it off puts it in the drawer walks out uh but yeah she purposefully uh has amina withhold information 
because she thinks like, oh, if you if you present this for the first time at the trial, they first of all, they can't try both of you at this at the same point because it is already uh, Stella's trial happening. But they also can't, without a reasonable doubt, say that Stella did it because it could have been you. So I found that very interesting, Grace, and really fascinating that Stella and Amina never break at any point and actually come forward with the truth of the matter. Like, they're very young. And so I, I'm just, I'm imagining this show set in America where you have these cops coming down on them so, so hard trying to get them to break and tell the truth. And the fact that they didn't and they held their own and they held this secret together for a very long time, again, whether or not you want to say it's like a good thing or a bad thing they did that, it ultimately works out for them. But I found it so fascinating that that could have been a totally different story if told somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I think that for me, this is, I, you know, America does have a little bit like we love uh, and I'm I'm Canadian, but I we watch I watch a lot of American media, which is we love like lawyer stories. And like, obviously, this is like the, the person who's like um, innocent, like true crime stuff is obviously very common. But yeah, it is yeah. interesting that the other than Ulrika, like trying to manipulate and and like sort of like go against the legal system we really actually do we don't we're not like one of the main characters of the story is like the prosecutor right right um and um so i think what's interesting is is like looking at what this show is trying to tell us it is interesting that it's a swedish show not an american show but it is you know the thing that happens to stella at summer camp obviously sets in motion the way in which her viewpoint in on the world is that the justice system is not a system that is currently set up to support women who get sexually yeah. assaulted. And so as much as Stella knows in this moment, like when they're running away from Chris's house, like they don't actually just immediately try to kill him. They mm -hmm. only kill him because he chases after them and then she stabs him. But there's a way in which they don't really trust the justice system, even the person. And and I guess like Arika works in the justice system. So she's manipulating the justice system to make sure that her daughter does not go to jail. But also right. I think that you get from her point of view, right? That she also knows that like she believe I, I don't think she disbelieves her daughter has not been um, like hasn't been raped by this man at summer camp. But she just knows like this is what like it's so hard to to convict somebody it's so hard to put them away and for them to serve justice so i think that she is like ironically it's it's you know the fact that she is a lawyer but she also doesn't fully i think buy into um you know into the way our justice system currently uh, works that it's set up um, right in a way that i don't think you know whatever reason it is but but it lets a lot of men get away with stuff and so the idea yeah. that like her daughter ended up killing which we never, there's never a conversation between, like, Stella's not actually allowed to talk to her parents, right? Yeah, she's very much, she's kept away from them. The only person she's allowed to to talk with is her lawyer. I also had questions, again, like, it's not something the show goes works. into. Yeah, if that's actually allowed or not. But. Well, I also don't know, that, it's interesting to me that in the show, again, I, I don't know if it gets into it in the book, um, but... She's basically kept in like solitary confinement. It looked like like she yeah. she doesn't really get to see anybody. She's locked away in a cell immediately. I don't know. In the U.S., trials can take forever. So I don't know how long she's even in there before her trial takes place. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem like it's very long, but again, could be shortened just for like the sake of the show. Um, 
But yeah, it's really interesting. I really enjoyed watching the differences in how this was handled by her mother and her father, because I, I think Ulrika has a Who much also, more... we haven't said, are going through a tumultuous time of their own. Yes. Which, uh, Ulrika is cheating on Adam with the with lawyer, the with Stella's lawyer. Yeah. I understand the okay. I understand the thought behind like he's a great lawyer, but like, girl, what, what, what if something goes wrong? What if you she breaks up with him mid trial? What if he's like vindictive? Well, you he's know, the best, no, he's the best lawyer. This she is does. terrible. So he will not be vindictive. So terrible. So yeah. So she's a lawyer. She's very cynical about the justice system and how this all works. Adam, her father, is much more. He wants the truth, right? He doesn't believe that Stella would have done this. There's doubt in his mind. He wants to look at all the other options, right? The ex-girlfriend who, in my opinion, is very much a representative of what it is like to be not believed as a woman who's been assaulted, right? She's yeah. ostracized. Yeah. She's yeah. called crazy. Like, no one believes her. Her life is essentially in ruins, it seems, um, as a result of Christopher and that is exactly what her parents didn't want for Stella when she was 15, when it, when the first case of the sexual assault happened. Um, so that's funny, like was... that Adam goes and beats up that guy. That that uh, yeah. Robin is his name, Robin. Robin, yeah. yeah. But mm -hmm. I, what did you? Okay, did you get the? I mean, he 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 doesn't press charges, Robin. He's like, oh, he said he fell and he hurt his face. Did he know? who adam was maybe he heard the last name somehow i think yeah well i i the my thought process is that they all know each other so even though they go away to summer camp right they're like all from the same area that's true so my, she was on like a not racquetball whatever kind of pickleball handball. or something handball sorry i don't know what handball is i assume yeah it's like so um so my thought is that they all they're all from the same and they're just going away to it's almost like a you know a school trip uh, yeah. even though they're going to a camp and so that they know each other because uh Ulrika sees him at a at a at a bar or a shopping mall. I can't remember where she's like, Oh, I saw I him at a but grocery store or something. Yeah. Right. So my thought is that they know each other. And so the idea is that I think the reason Robin doesn't press charges is because he kind of I think that he knows he kind of got away with something that even if he knows he would get he wouldn't be convicted. He knows that that would then create at least some public court of public it's opinion true. where he uh, is known as a guy who maybe assaulted Stella. And even though, I mean, it's the other thing that like kind of is messed up about our uh, uh, justice systems around the world is that like, um, I was just seeing, uh, do you know about the Amanda Knox case? Do you know? Yes. Uh, right. So uh, Amanda Knox is the woman who was, convicted and then it got overturned right i believe yeah she um, was the one who it was like uh in italy or something yes so her roommate was killed by another man um but she was convicted um of of the murder and uh was in jail for a long time before she was eventually acquitted and she was posting on social media the other day about like it was a thanksgiving post and all these things that she's thankful for and in like the fifth or sixth tweet she's like you know i'm thankful for all like not thankful but i think about all the people who i've lost but in a quote tweet to her thing it was like well you know this woman meredith who died like she doesn't get to uh, you know she's she doesn't get to be thankful for anything and she's like but i didn't do the murder i have been acquitted like yes it is it is so sad that my 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 roommate was murdered and i was there but like i didn't do it and so and like it follows, yes, it follows you for life yeah it follows her this will follow her for the rest of her life so i just thought like yeah. it's interesting so um not that he 
uh, he is guilty, but like the, he would, he, in his mind, he might assume that even if uh, it becomes like, well, why'd you get beat up? It's like, oh, well, the father says that I assaulted his daughter. Mm-hmm. And then, then it's like, well, did you assault the daughter? Right. So it's like, I, that could be the reason that he chooses not to, to, to press charges. Yeah. And going back to what you said about this being a small town, it hadn't really dawned on me. You know, they, they do live in this kind of suburb and that the families might know one another. That also could have weighed on the parents when they ultimately made the decision, like, not right. to really press charges the original right. time. Right. Because if this is a small t- a town and, you know, your father's a priest in this, like, small town and your, your daughter's yeah. pressing charges and saying, this guy did this and... Again, like you're going to be met with a lot of public scrutiny. So it's really awful. Like, of course, it it really does show the problem with our justice system. And obviously, like you said, around the world, you could easily you could put this this uh, story, in my opinion, in a lot of places. And the result would be the same where women just aren't believed globally. (laughs) Um, And it's really awful. But I do want to shout out. I, I personally felt like the the like the woman playing stella alexandra carlson tear force i again i'm the pronunciations i'm so bad at um this was like her first acting gig it seems at least according to imdb i felt like especially in the scenes where it's just her or like her and the psychologist i thought she did such a wonderful job at portraying the complex emotions of what this character must be going through because I think it's a little different than this is where I think it differs a lot from the U S and if this was more of an American property of she's not consistently like emotional. Right. In fact, I feel like she almost puts up a front at times, specifically Mm -hmm. when she's sitting in her cell of just when we're going to these flashbacks, when, when she's remembering what happened, Mm -hmm. um, she has a little bit more of this like veneer up. And I thought it was really fascinating to watch. Um, I just really thought she excelled in this in this role as Stella. I agree. I mean, I I do think I don't think that her once she's like becomes like the criminal. It's not like there aren't those pieces of her there before. Um, she's quite rude to her mom often. As, as you know, and again, she's like a teen. She's like nineteen. Yeah. Uh, you know, fifteen to nineteen over the course of these things um when her parents kindly buy her a scooter for her birthday and she's like actually i want to travel money like what the hell like there's all these moments where she's like definitely a little bit of a bratty teenager she's got a little bit of a yeah an attitude but um yeah i do i do think the performance is 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 really good um i think in the moments where she's slowly realizing more and more about christopher are really good as well Mm-hmm. Where she's um like when the ex-girlfriend uh, uh comes over and is like and she's like that's not what Christopher is like, but then more and more is like they're hanging around uh each other and she's seeing more of it. Like um uh the ex-girlfriend uh specifically says like make sure you like you know like one missed phone call can be enough to like set him off. And then yeah. when she doesn't answer the phone call and then he shows up like unexpected at the house and then at the end he's like make sure her phone is turned on um like yeah you can start to see um these ways in which like he he slowly like he's kind of unmasking um himself i i did think i thought in addition to her performance i thought that the the way that the show is paced i thought was really well done in terms of you get the sense that it's about that 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 like christopher was doing something that caused stella like i never i never thought it was uh someone else other than probably stella or amina um, yeah i was gonna maybe say the ex-girlfriend that. 
but I yeah. I never really thought it was Linda the ex. I I always had my eyes on Amina and Stella. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Stella has bloodied clothes and like you yeah. know all of that stuff. Yeah. But I always thought there's something going on with Amina. Like there's something off yeah. here, right? Yeah. Um. But I totally agree with you. I thought the pacing was pretty well done in terms of this is the the book is a thriller, and you do kind of feel those vibes in the show. There's a sense of foreboding, kind of always mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. hanging in the air. Um. But I, I do like the pacing. I felt like the show was excelled the most in the flashbacks with Stella. I, I was most interested because that's what we want to know. We want to know what actually happened. And I felt like they did give us like bits and bobs here and there enough to keep me satiated, I guess, until the final episode where we get like the actual reveal of like this. We get to literally see exactly what happened. Yes. The pacing I thought was really well done. And Overall, I was I was really happy with I shouldn't be happy. Uh, I you know it was a really interesting show to watch. It's just it was really really heavy, but that's it wasn't like it promised to be a comedy and then gave no. me this. You know, yeah, I think I suggested the show, and I I think I knew that it was pretty. I almost feel like I feel bad. You're like this is really dark. I was like I think I knew no. it was gonna be really dark, but yeah. No, I it's uh, more my fault than anything because I prefer to kind of go in with almost knowing nothing right. um because right. i find that like i'll get more of a genuine reaction right. than if i'm like i'm not like spoiled but i'd rather just not know anything and just absorb it as it comes yeah, uh, yeah. um the one of the flashback scenes i thought worked really effectively is the one where we meet um beatrice so it's the night where um and actually i'm gonna highlight something that you and i uh i know we both love from this show which is uh amina and stellar hanging out and initially, I think she was going to hang out with Chris, but then she says, no, it turns out he's hanging out with an old friend. And she says, I'm all yours. In in English, she says, I'm all yours. We get a ton of these over the course of the show, yeah. which is, despite it being a Swedish show, English uh, phrasing coming into the works. I know a favorite of ours is uh, was, honey, I'm home. Yeah, and honey, also, I'm home. And, and what's the one where he's on the bed? The, the weirdest moment. Oh, this me, is where yeah. the magic happens. This is where the magic happens, yeah. So, um. But they decide to go out, but they go out and they see Chris with a, with a girl. And so Stella goes across the street. And I believe this, the woman's name is Beatrice. It turns out she is the old friend. And what I thought was really what worked really well is the way in which, like, I actually don't think Chris is, like, into Beatrice. I think he's, she's, he's, she's, like, legitimately an old friend. Yeah. And then Chris can't help but be, like, fawning over Stella. And this is where, um, in this scene, this is where... Uh, Amina says she's going to go home early. Stella says she'll go home with her. They wait for a, like a cab or an Uber or whatever, a ride service. And then Amina says, oh, I left my bag. I'm going to go back and get it. You take the cab home. And then she calls Amina when, or Stella when she gets home and says like, hey, just I just want to let you know that like Chris did drive me home, but nothing happened. And my read on that is like, that's actually true. Like I- I Oh, now I definitely think so. At the time, I was a little confused. It felt yes. like they were setting up and Amina, Amina and Chris, cheating. Chris thing. Yes. But it's interesting based because... on the scene, the last scene of them in the bar where he drugs her. I like, she's like, hates him. Like I actually do. Well, think because that, she like... brings up a lot of red flags in my, like right. I, I quickly dismissed that theory just because she's the one who says, Stella, he's a little old for you. And right. don't you think it's weird? You're hanging out with him all the time, right? Like all of these things she's bringing up to me are like, yeah, she knows the red flags. I mean, she doesn't she doesn't think he's like as bad as he ultimately ends up being like it probably doesn't ever occur to her that he would ever drug her drink. Right. right. But, 
yeah, it's it's super interesting. I loved how they set that up. And I really liked ultimately wh what we got with Amina, which is Stella realizing my friend is in trouble. These this isn't how she texts. She doesn't That's she so uses good. the letters okay, not the word okay. She doesn't so use this uh emoji. emoji. And that, you know, I thought Grace, we we often like when things show not don't tell, right? Yes. In 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 shows. Yes. And I felt like that felt very realistic that two best friends would know how each other text back and forth, you know, and what seems out of character for them. So good. So good. So I liked all of that. Um, I, I, I thought that I, I agree with you. I think the best parts of the show are the flashbacks. And I thought it was an interesting stylistic choice to, to both weave in sort of the ongoing narrative. Um, and that's basically playing mostly with Ulrika and Adam with a little bit of like Stella. I love, I think his name is Nolly. I don't know if that's exactly how you pronounce his name, but the security guard who like brings her a burger oh, and a milkshake. That. He's so sweet. That's she hugs sweet. him. Um, so we get a little bit of, of that all while um, uh, moving, you know, going to the flashbacks and, and sort of like finding out. I just thought the like trickling information was really good. I thought like there's a way in which like, I think you could be frustrated by the, the end of the episode, one of the episodes, I think it's four is Amina coming to tell Arika. And then the beginning of four or five is Arika going and getting the knife. Yeah. And I, I think there's a way in which like, you kind of want, you maybe want more out of that scene. Cause once the scene is happening, you maybe want more, but I did think it was like, it left and it gave us enough while not giving us everything yes. to let us still ponder about like, okay, what's actually going to, when she says like, you have to wait on this until the trial. And then you get the yeah. tension of the moment at the trial where like, it seems like maybe, I mean, won't isn't even going to say anything and she's going to like kind of let, you know, if you think that she's implicit in some way, is she actually going to let like Stella go down with the ship here? And then she does ultimately say it. So I thought, I just think like the writing of the show is actually a particular, a particular strong point that I wanted to highlight. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you. And especially because this is only a six episode miniseries. Most of the episodes range from like, you know, 30 ish minutes to 40 ish minutes. Um, and so I, I don't think having to wait two more episodes to get clarification on what that conversation entailed. I don't think that's too long to wait. It didn't feel like they were making us wait in, in you know, in a, a ridiculous amount of time. Um, but I also, I just, you saying that about the, the guard in the, in the prison had me thinking, gosh, they did a really good job at seeding this entire storyline because it, she asks him, can I use your phone? I want to talk to my friend. I have to tell her that I'm okay. Right. And I'm like, no, she wanted to check in on Amina probably and be like, are you okay? Yeah. You know, I'm not going to tell them blah, 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 blah. You know, I like that as, as her, because they also setting up that as her mom is like running around the law office and taking photos and doing all of this, like she's like taking the knife. You also, you, you kind of think like, is still like, are they doing this? Like, is her, is the mom doing this because she doesn't want her daughter to be in jail. Like, like whether or not she, she doesn't really know whether what happened until Amina tells her. Right. So she the doesn't know the that she does truth. it first. She doesn't know the full truth behind what's happening. And she can speculate and guess that Christopher had like done something wrong, but she actually doesn't really know. Yeah. And so like in terms of like the title of the show, a nearly normal family, I think that like, that's like that, that's, that's a little, you know, we know that she's cheating. And so, you don't actually know for sure that Stella is fully the like hero protagonist of the show, which she does turn out to be Yeah. when she's asking, I need to use your, and I think she says, but then, you know, she's very, she's like, can I use your phone or can I 
uh, write a letter that you would send out. And he's like, ultimately like, no, you can't like, that's not how it works, mm -hmm. but you're not sure how mischievous or, or devious she is being. And I think right. it's played into the fact that her mother is doing all this. And you do have the two sides. You have like the angel devil side of like the father is like the worst thing he does probably in this whole thing is beat up Robin, which you could just, you could, you could figure out how to justify. Like it's a man who's actually, of course. Yeah. Like beat him yeah. up more, please. Yes. Uh, <laughs> versus her mom who's sneaking around and you're like, which one of these two, like, yeah. who, who is she in this moment? Well, What's she trying to do? And yeah. I also read this as to, to your point, she doesn't know exactly what, what happened that night until speaking to Amina. But right. I think what I like, what I enjoy most about the show is that this is the, this is the before and after hinge point of this family is when she's 15 and she gets raped and yeah. her parents don't take action, right? right. And that, right. to me, that is the before and after when she's having those conversations with the psychologist. She brings that up about we used to be really normal. Like we used to be just your average family. We're not anymore. That That is kind of the breaking point for this family because – the dad, in my opinion, the, you know, Adam disagrees with Ulrika. He wants to press charges. She doesn't, he, she knows she's a lawyer. She knows the system better than he does. He's like, okay, I understand. Let's not. But it feels like that's the breaking point in their relationship as well. And then, you know, the they also have a disagreement about when people are like slandering their family online and, and specifically Stella. And he's like, it's liable. And she's like, yeah, but what are you actually going to do about it? You know, there's also this through line of like her drinking a lot, which we see uh, Ulrika in particular. Um, we see at the end that she is in like um, Alcoholics Anonymous uh, uh, in mm -hmm. recovery, seemingly. Um, we see that her relationship with her father is quite complicated. You don't yep. really get a sense about whether or not that was a great relationship before, but it's certainly tested now where he doesn't, he seemingly has dementia, so doesn't know her and is being quite rude to the staff. And yet the staff are like, it's actually really helpful when you come. Um, and yet she only goes when she needs to hide some clothes. Yeah. Or, and the, and the woman does yeah. seem surprised like, Oh my gosh, two visits in one week. Yeah. Like you're here. Yeah. Wow. This is great. Is and it does seem yeah. unusual that, that she's doing that, but yeah, it, it really feels like that is the breaking point for this family. And my heart was just ripped out when Stella goes to her parents and she tries to have a conversation with them oh, about, yeah. uh, about everything. And her dad seems very willing to like have this conversation. And her mom immediately is like, I'm going to go get a glass of wine. And then they start arguing. And then Stella really feels like, uh, maybe this isn't the right time. I don't want to burden them. You know, they're yeah. already having their own issues, but it's, it really is heartbreaking that this is kind of the moment where all the trust within the family is kind of broken and they're no longer the, the way they once were. And Stella, it seems like she feels like she, she can't make them proud because she didn't go to college like they had planned for her, right? She's working mm -hmm. at a cafe to save money to travel. You know, her, it seems like everything changed from that point forward in her life. Yeah. And, yeah. and you do get, there are moments with Ulrika specifically where she seems disappointed that her daughter isn't going into like a higher education sort of situation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Ul Ulrika seems a little bit more villainous to me than, than Adam does throughout because she's the one who's cheating. She's the one who's like hiding the evidence again, whether or not we think that's a good thing at the moment, we're not really sure. Uh, but it does seem like she's kind of the one who's always a little bit more uh villainous in the show obviously the men are the villains because society um <laughs> but but yeah it's 
it, I really enjoyed the show much more than I thought I was going to after the first episode, just because of how heavy mm -hmm. it is. You mm -hmm. know, it doesn't feel yeah. like it's going to be, this is a joyful watch. Um, yeah. I did think it had very intelligent things to say and seeing this sort of really, really awful situation situations um, in what would be normally a, a quote unquote, nearly normal family and how they deal with it and how they react to it was fascinating. So I really, I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I liked it a lot. I thought that was really smart. I think it's in the vein of some of these movies that are coming out post the Me Too movement and trying to have these, um, I think, more nuanced takes on, on what it means. I think there's a really easy way to show that, like, you know, sexual assault is bad. That's true. This is done in a way that I think, um, yeah, makes you the idea that she is she's super interested in Robin at the beginning. She goes swimming with Robin. She makes out with him in in the room and it's this this moment where she it's the thing that she doesn't want to do and he decides they're going to do it anyway yeah. um uh is i think you know um yeah i mean i get that it's like it becomes harder for specifically men to like well how should i you know or what you know in this case i feel like it's obvious but in some of these other cases like how should i you know if it's not enthusiastic yes how much you know but I don't know. Maybe you got to figure it out so that you don't, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, Isn't it worth so, figuring out, you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And yeah. I think that the parallels they drew as well in, so like the scene in the, in the shack by the water, you know, the, one of the very first scenes when she gets assaulted. And then when Christopher is in her house and wants to have sex with her in her parents' bed, and he's like putting yeah. her, uh, pushing her arms down, right? Which, yes. and again, if you are consensual, I'm not kink shaming anybody, you know, if it's consensual yeah. and that's what you enjoy yeah. by all means. But if you don't know that a person likes that, that can feel so aggressive and just like controlling and forceful in a way that like feels like it's more difficult to then say no, push them off, yeah. do whatever. Um, yeah. So I really liked how they kind of had those parallels. And you can see again, because I thought Alexandra was so fantastic in this role. You can see in her face, like her kind of having those, those flashbacks, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but so best scene, let's get into some of our, uh, some of our superlatives here. So best scene, mm. are you saying, I think you said earlier, unless you, you have a different one in mind for your favorite scene. What did I say? Because I'm trying to remember what you I said, said when they went out to drinks with Beatrice and oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, honey, yeah. I'm home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When he and then Beatrice, do you know the other scene I thought was really good is uh, the tension of the scene where Stella is meeting with Amina, um, but Amina's not responding, and she's looking at all these like there's like four bars seemingly on the same air, and she's running into these yeah. people. It's like oh yeah, she seemed like she had a lot to drink. Uh, you know, and then Beatrice being like, oh, are you meeting up with Christopher? I really like that scene, but I do think the tension of basically from the moment, actually this whole, th I mean, it's a really long scene I'm going to pick here, but basically from the moment where Amina and Stella are out and they get the drinks from the two weird dudes and they give them to the older ladies. And I then, like, love look that. Back and like, there you go. Like they went to got put to good use all the way up until the moment where they see Chris up until the moment where Amina calls Stella in the middle of the night to be like, like, and I feel like that in, I love the way that that can be read as like, when you don't know the full story, either Amina yeah. is like feels guilty because something happened between her and Christopher actually. And she actually is cheating or like, she doesn't want to get caught about it. Or that's like actually, I mean, it kind of pointing out a red flag about Christopher that like, he basically like would not say no for an answer to like drive me home. Right. That's how I kind of read that in, in retrospect, yeah. the way that Amina hates Christopher in the, in the scene where like they're in the bar at the end. So no, yeah. I think that the, I think the, the, 
four of them hanging out um stuff is 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 my favorite yeah stretch uh, yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna say my my favorite is the the breakthrough with the psychologist yeah, i really thought good. all of the the psychologist scenes were really incredible and and getting to see stella open up with someone who isn't a family member or a friend was like you know kind of a blank slate we're not meant to like know or care about the psychologist as much it's more about stella and what she's gone through and her finally saying it wasn't my fault and kind of really struggling to say those things was i thought really really well done and well acted um so yeah that was my and it's really sad and awful but it was the best scene it was my favorite scene um yeah. uh do we go... the show right so yeah yeah for sure uh favorite character best character mm, i think it's probably stella for me i think i feel like i know that's so obvious but i think it's just stella yeah i have to go stella too though i will give a little bit of a shout out to amina because i by the end you know when you get amina making this confession if you will in court she was so composed and just like i felt like she did such a good job at speaking to why she didn't say this information beforehand about well he has an ex who wasn't believed and i didn't think i would be believed and yeah. everything she's saying makes sense and i love when stella gets acquitted and they just hug those two friends it's really hug. good actually so we haven't cool. talked about amina's parents either but i do quite like them and the relationship and how that sort of ebbs and flows where Ulrika's trying to break into Amina's computer because she knows that like something is up, which obviously turns mm -hmm. out to be true, although breaking the computer is not there. And then the end, all of them hugging, I thought was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It was for, and I, especially because the parents kind of get into it a little bit. Obviously, they're each set of parents is just trying to protect their own respective child. Yeah. But I love that they all kind of hug at the end because they've all been through like such a nightmarish experience. And I assume, again, we don't know for sure. I assume Amina had not told her parents exactly what she was going to say at court either. So them just hugging her after she gets off the stand was also just really a, a beautiful moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout outs to Amina because she also was the one who was like pointing out all these red flags to her BFF. And I was like, that's a good friend right there. That is a very good friend. Yep. Um, best death, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I added this to the list. Uh, with a, I think you had not put best because there's only... There's really only one, but I think but it's it a was great. Good Christopher, Christopher dying is the best death, clearly, yeah. by far and away. Yeah. I was not expect. I mean, gosh, I wasn't expecting the death the way we got it, if that makes Agreed. sense. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting to see. I thought that we were gonna. I thought Amina wasn't gonna be there. I really thought she would have maybe left and caught up. I don't know. I didn't think she was actually going to be there and they were going to be running from this man. I thought Stella was going to see Christopher doing something or know he had done something and rage takes over and she stabs him. No, yeah. he's chasing them, chasing yeah. them with this knife. He drops yeah. the knife and Stella takes the opportunity and just stab, stab, stab. Yeah. Goodbye, Christopher. Yeah. Good riddance. Pretty satisfying. Once you know the whole story. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. was happy to see him gone. Um, so Jess, I pitched this to you during the week, yeah. which is that we do these superlatives and we're doing a lot of like, okay, this is the best character. This is the best scene. This is the mm -hmm. best death. But I thought that maybe we should come up with our own superlative for the show that we are watching. Um, yes. so that, uh, what would, what would this, what would this, uh, one win in the, at the end of the full spoiler recaps yearbook, uh, what one will, will, will be attributed mm. to this one. Um, I do have a couple of, of thoughts. Uh, yes, this one please. is, um, uh, most likely, 
uh, to make me not want to use any uh, utensils at a senior's. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, most likely to to not. Oh wait, most likely to have me not purchase shoes that are super popular. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You only get framed for murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> See, um, yeah, I don't know if I have any other ones. That was that was my go-to. Um, yeah, most likely to make me not want to use the utensils. It's very fair. Home. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. never know if they could have been used in a stabbing. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just don't use the one that's not branded like the other, you know, like. Yeah, one that set. looks a little weird. Don't use yeah, the it. Weird, the one steak knife at the senior cell. Maybe don't use that. Can one. I tell you something uh-huh. that is like very, uh, like from my childhood that I still think about and actually was just discussed at a, a recent Thanksgiving gathering with my family. We used to have what was uh, called the special fork in my house. Oh. And it was because it was a fork that looks different than the rest. Right. My brother and I would fight over who got to wow. use the special fork and wow. i asked my mom where the special fork was and she was like i don't think we have it anymore oh no Tragedy. devastated devastated Tragedy. but yeah in this case i wanted the one that looked different than the rest but if you're going to a, a senior home maybe just avoid that one yeah yeah fair. I think that's best <laughs> all right so that's yeah that's an activity for me to make a stupid joke every week because it's just perfect perfect i loved it so. Yeah. Uh, and then we have our theme song ranking, which we recently decided instead we're gonna tier we're gonna tier rank them because we think yeah. it makes more sense. It's a little bit easier than having to remember. People might not be watching everyone, so it's like who, yeah. who like how do you know what the Continentals was if you didn't watch it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so we come up with our tiers. Grace, do you want to s- explain our our different tiers yeah. we have here? Top top tier, it's unskippable. The only one we have in there right now is Scott Pilgrim takes up completely unskippable then we have pretty yeah. good and then i suggested memorable but just you tweaked it and it's meh memorable and how do you <laughs> memorable meh it's memorable yeah exactly meh memorable yeah and then we have fine which uh and then skippable and then straight trash which i you know we don't think we have anything yeah. in the trash nothing is in the trash so yet far. yeah i think every i uh, this one it's kind of close to going in the trash for me. Just. See, I would disagree in that. Okay. While I don't think this is the hard part, right? Because while I don't think the song stands out at all, I will say that I think the the visual the is album? very like the photo? it's very yeah, because the way they do it where they basically pan around a photo of this family that it looks like one of those like jc penny portraits you know where you everybody stands with the random christopher says they look square yeah yeah and then they all just stand and look kind of not really happy is this a european thing where they don't really smile they just kind of stand there and the way this camera just pans around them with like the glare is left in and it's kind of like oh you think this is a normal family but it's not it's just nearly normal um you okay. Know, I, I I could I would go with either fine or skippable. So if you want to do trash, maybe we meet in the middle at skippable. I can't name. I can't like th- even think of the theme. You it's know? just like like it's, yeah. it's just noise. It's just noise. I mean, I guess the song isn't as good as the visual, so maybe it is trash. If I can't even, you know, I mean, I'm. It can be in skippable. If, if I, I'll good. put it below wolf like me in okay. the skippable category. I think the wolf like me visuals, even though they're weird, I think. Are probably bad. Not not that the, it's not good. The like family portrait thing on a true crime thing is is really overdone. Jeff. It's like oh, okay, it's that's so, fair. That yeah. is very fair. That it is overdone. Yeah, maybe it's overdone so for a reason why, though. 
Yeah. I mean, fair. <laughs> that's why I put it. I'll put it in skippable, not trash. Yeah, yeah. We'll put it all the way at the bottom, though. Um, but hopefully, hopefully next week we have a really good theme song yeah. because we're covering a comedy and sometimes comedies have really good like bops just full on. Are, do kids still say bops these days? Yeah. Jams. Well, jams? Sure I love jams. There's literally a thing called kids bops. So they got it. I think. No, that's from the nineties. That's no, like, kid, no kids bop is still around. My niece listens to kids. Bop. Okay. But yeah. so is now. And I owned now four and I am a 32 year old woman. Right. But they so, still exist. How? What are they up to now? Now thirty-seven. Are they? Do you know? I, I'm see. just guessing. Now thirty-seven is my guess. Um, I don't know if they still do. They still make them? I don't know if they still make. Them. Oh no! Now CD music. I'm gonna have to search. Let's see. Now that's what I call music. Uh, they have a website now. Eighty-eight. Oh my god, that's wild. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm wow. deeply upset. They just released their 25th anniversary uh album on in October. I'm looking so. there's some other countries that have th- there's more than that. I think the UK might now be the original. That's what I call 90s pop. That doesn't even make any sense because now it's supposed to be about now. <laughs> yeah, I don't This is upsetting. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, America they're on 88, but in the UK they're on like 116. So. Oh my, the UK is yeah. really popping off yeah. over there. Um yeah. so yeah, so next week we are covering a comedy. Now, we're we must just have a trend now, Grace, of covering international content because I we're almost going to did Australia. A, I know I almost did a bit this episode where I, and I couldn't figure out where to slide it in, which is where I was going to leave and, and let a Swedish lawyer come in and ask any questions pondering questions you would have. <laughs> I don't know if we should do that anymore because I've really given away the bit. But and he would just come in and be like, "Oh yeah, you know, did it, do, 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 you know, whatever." Uh, but yeah, I feel like I'll save up all my accent work for next week's Australia. Please but, do. Yeah, I need to hear yeah. your Australian accent. Uh, we're gonna cover Colin from Accounts, uh, which is just coming to the U.S. now. It is on Paramount Plus. Uh, they've been releasing two episodes a week, so at this point, six episodes are out. But by the time we cover it, all eight will be out. It is streaming on Binge in Australia, and the show also airs on BBC Two in the UK. If you want to check it out, it was yeah, released so super weird. last yeah. year, I think, December twenty twenty two, I think, and then um, yeah, and then uh, it's renewed for a second season, but they're airing it in America here, yeah, about a year later, yeah. So it should be fun. I love a comedy, so nothing like whiplash for ourselves going from something deeply dark and devastating to something a little bit lighter. So I'm really yeah. excited to cover the show. Looks fun. Me too. Uh, yeah, comedy. I like comedy after this week's uh, this week's affair should be pretty good. Yeah, I'm in the mood yeah. for a comedy, so that works yeah. for me. Yeah. And if folks have suggestions about things we should watch, I know some folks in the Discord were chatting about some potential things that are coming up. I'd love to hear them. So absolutely, yeah. we also have a forum in our show notes. Um, and we'll have all the links for the, the content warnings and, and all of that, the sensitive subjects in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, if you want to subscribe, don't forget pusherrecaps.com slash full spoiler recaps or pusherrecaps.com slash subscribe. If you want to see everything we're covering, it's really helpful if you subscribe and also rate and review five stars, obviously, because I think that if we get a five star review, Grace can do her Swedish accent okay. on the Australian podcast. It's actually not a Swedish. It's a, he's specifically a Swedish lawyer who will show Sorry, up. a Swedish lawyer. Sorry. Yeah. He will mm-hmm. make an appearance, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh but yeah of course if you want to be a patron of kosher recaps you can go to patreon.com slash kosher recaps and until next week you've been fully spoiled and you've been fully recapped
Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.